Message to Obama, shall know. That and other stories for the week ending May 17th, 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. They are calling themselves kayaktivists, and hundreds of them have turned out to protest the arrival of Shell Oil's massive drilling rig in Seattle this past week. They staged an unwelcome party as the Northwest Port has become the base for Shell's operations off the Alaska coast. Shell has been waiting to get started for six years after it obtained leases from the federal government. Oil companies and pro-drilling interests have lamented the fact that the administration closed off half of the oil reserves in Alaska. But last week, the Obama administration gave approval on a conditional basis for Shell to start drilling as long as it obtains approval from agencies that are assessing the potential impact on endangered species. The protesting kayakers first challenged oil rig last Tuesday in Everett, Washington. On Saturday, a day-long family event called Paddle in Seattle was also the focus of anti-drilling protesters and attracted more than 200 boats, according to the Seattle Times. While out on the water, they held signs reading, Shell No, Oil-Free Future, and Seattle Draws the Line. Shell plans to dock two rigs temporarily in the Seattle port, and a political fight is going on between the port commission and the city. But Shell is going ahead anyway and docking the rigs at Terminal 5, despite the city's stand that a new permit is required first. The mayor of Seattle, Ed Murray, had issued a statement saying that he hoped Shell would respect the wishes of the city and the community and not bring the rig into the bay. And it's not quite Halloween, but here's a familiar scary story dead people from the grave trying to kill us. But this is no ghost story. It's a true threat. In Northern Ireland, toxins from decomposing embalmed bodies are leaking into water supplies. The problem is formaldehyde and other chemicals that are used in embalming. The National Toxicology Program at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services named formaldehyde as a known human carcinogen. Up to nine liters of embalming fluid are put into a dead body, and as the body decomposes, the chemicals seep into the ground. And when cemeteries have been flooded with heavy rains as they have been in Northern Ireland, toxins are likely being brought to the surface. James Orr of the environmental organization Friends of the Earth said all cemeteries should be regarded as contaminated spaces. He suggests burying the dead without embalming in wicker coffins that will decompose quickly. But that could be a problem in cultures like Ireland where families like to see their dead laid out for a wake. Embalming in that scenario is almost universal. In a recent report on water safety, an environmental services firm said that decomposition could leach other chemicals too, such as ammonia, chloride, and metals. Worse still, older cemeteries have graves where the bodies were embalmed with arsenic before its use was banned. In 2013, Iran's former agricultural minister said that the country's water crisis was more of a threat to its future than Israel, the U.S., or political infighting. Last week, his warning became even more ominous. The former agricultural minister said that if the water issue was not addressed, 
Iran could become a place where no one could live, and the majority of the population, or about 50 million people, would have to leave the country. Iran's official news agency reported last week that due to an increase in dam construction and failure to protect non-renewable waters, the country had lost 70 to 80 percent of its water. The minister and others blame the crisis on mismanagement. The push for agricultural self-sufficiency led to overconsumption of water reserves. To reverse the water crisis, the minister said water consumption needed to be cut in half, noting, however, that a number of political stakeholders dismissed sustainable development as a Western concept lacking utility in Iran. One environmental expert told the news agency that for 3,000 years, Iranian people knew how to use water and be at equilibrium with Mother Nature but that recent mismanagement had destroyed that heritage. If you're planning a vacation in Wyoming this summer, you might want to be careful about sharing your pictures of Old Faithful or the Green River. The Wyoming legislature has just passed a bill that makes it a crime if you take photos or collect any water or soil samples with the intent to share them with the state or federal government. Sounds a little strange, right? Well, it's more than strange, according to Justin Pideau, a law professor at the University of Denver. Writing in Slate, he argues that the new law from the cowboy state is way beyond unconstitutional. The law is intended to stop citizen scientists from collecting data that could reveal E. coli bacteria caused by cattle spending too much time near streams. The Wyoming ranching community has much political power, but no interest in managing their herds more carefully, according to Pidot. But the law is so broad that someone taking a picture of a stream or lake might be subject to a year in jail if they intend to send it to the government to report a problem. And finally this week, which has a longer attention span, a human or a goldfish? Researchers in Canada working for Microsoft found that the average attention span for humans was 8 seconds, down from 12 seconds 15 years ago. But the goldfish is doing better with an attention span of 9 seconds. And those with more digital lifestyles struggle to focus in situations where prolonged attention is needed. However, we humans are improving our ability to multitask a result claimed to be caused by using digital devices. The study also found that those who are electronically sophisticated start out with powerful attention spans which then fade. Others who don't use digital devices as much start off being less engaged but can concentrate longer. Still with us or have you lost interest and you're checking email on your phone? This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org. <laughs>